0: Welcome to Speak Up with Rita Burke and Elton Brown.
1: Good evening to you, Marley, who's our guest, and to Elton, who's co host of Speak Up. Good evening. Today, today I introduce Marley Muffiston, who is an advisor, a trained lawyer, and an entrepreneur. She currently works as a senior policy and program advisor in the French language teaching, learning, and achievement division of the Ministry of Education. Marley's going to be talking with us about a number of things that are dear to her heart, but I want to begin by reading Marley's quotation that she sent to us. Her quote says, let your faith be bigger than your fears. Let your faith be bigger than your fears. Marley, explain to us what that means for you, what that quote means for you, please.
2: That's a very good question, Rita. What it means to me is that we all have fears. We do, And we can really choose to let them stop us from doing what we want to do in life. Or we can go and search for something deeper in into us, our faith that, that we are here to achieve and to go beyond ourselves, to develop ourselves and rally on that to go and achieve what we want to do in life. So I always actually have this this little sign on my door right there as a reminder that my faith should always be bigger than my fears. That
1: is a very profound quote, I would say. And my question to you then, Marley, is when did you begin to realize that that was
2: important, your faith? That's a good question as well. (laughs) You have good questions, in fact. <laughs> when did I realize that it was going to that it was more important to me? When you look at what's happening in the self-help movement as we know it today, and there are there are, when you go to a library or to a bookstore, you will find a whole section about self-help books. And a lot of them will tell you should have faith in yourself. You should mm-hmm. have faith in yourself. While I think these authors are very well-intentioned when they say that, I think that our faith needs to be in something that is beyond ourself, mm-hmm. that is bigger than ourself. And if I had to pinpoint when... I've realized that it was important to me. I would say probably about seven years ago when I faced, when I was faced with a situation that was bigger than me (laughs) and that I couldn't see how to resolve on my own. And that I had to believe in something larger than me. And in this particular case for me, it was God to be able to go through the challenge that I was faced with. The situation itself was very scary. And knowing that I could fix my eyes on something or rather someone larger than me and in my fears was quite
0: comforting that is quite interesting marley Uh, you just talked about one level of belief which is the belief in god who see and know all things and then we also have different levels of belief or different perspectives that fall under always under god in terms of belief. So what do you see yourself doing next year? Have you seen something that's out there that's maybe bigger than you, but you believe in yourself that you are going to be able to do that, maybe with the help of God?
2: So as if I'm bragging, but I've always had the sense that my life was not going to be ordinary and that I was here on this planet, in this world at this period of time to do something that was going to be impactful so I do have goals and there there are categories of people that I want to positively impact and there are two, two groups I will name for the purpose of our conversation here this evening. The first one is women. And as there are very often the sole provider of a household in certain countries, and young boys. So those are the two groups that I hold dear in my heart. So the projects that I have in mind, I won't necessarily describe the projects themselves, but the type of impact that I want to have on these two groups, the women and the young boys, and particularly the young Black boys, I will not be able to accomplish by myself. (laughs) So I will definitely need God's help or him to direct me to angels on my route to be able to accomplish these projects.
0: How do you see Toastmasters helping you Obtain these goals, these things that may be a lot larger than you. Already,
2: Toastmasters allowed me to be here and having this conversation with you because as some members of my clubs know already, I was terrified or, of even speaking to People in a public setting, let alone convey a message or talk about an idea in a clear manner without feeling completely overwhelmed. So already at the communication level, I'll be able to explain. I'll be able to explain what my project is and also confidence to even approach their individuals that I may not know to be able to share that message. So to communicate the information, but I approach the people who may be helpful for me to get there.
1: It's interesting, Marley. I, I like that because I had in mind talking to you about the benefit of Toastmasters. alluded to it to some degree that it's helped you with your confidence mm-hmm. and your so then, tell us when and why did you join Toastmasters in the first place?
2: Oh, I will gladly tell you. I, every time I have a chance to share that story, I do share it. I first looked into Toastmasters, and I was still in Montreal all the time. And it was not too long after I had a catastrophic event happened in university where I was to deliver a presentation to my class and I was terrified of having 20, 30 pairs of eyes staring at me while I was delivering. So much so that I started my presentation for a few seconds, got a complete blank as to what I was supposed to see next, started crying right there in front of my classmates, ran out of the class and did not come back. The teacher, the professor knew how terrified I was, but the rule was the same for everybody. And the final exam was a presentation and I was supposed to deliver a presentation. So I did deliver a portion of that presentation for a few seconds. (laughs) And then I decided, no, I cannot let this hurt me or harm me or cripple me for the rest of my life. And I started looking into learning how to present in public. And I therefore attended my first, very first Toastmasters meeting in Montreal at the French language club, and I hated the experience. I found that it was too structured, that people were not allowed to speak when they wanted, and I, this is not for me. A few years later, I I moved to Ottawa, and in the workplace, we also had access to Toastmasters, and employees were encouraged to attend. So I joined the club, I visited a club first that was delivering both in French and in English it was operating in both languages in fact so we could choose to give our speeches in the or do our assignments in the language of our choice and slowly but surely I went I didn't I did not necessarily participate in, in give as many speeches as I should have but at least i was there and i gained a little bit of confidence so those were the two first places that i attended toastmasters and my the third club i attended was in toronto and i found a french language club that I attended. And it was really fun because they were meeting on Saturday mornings and we were having breakfast together. So it was over a meal. And and then I discovered Ebony Toastmasters and I decided to be part of two clubs. (laughs) And eventually with my work environment, I thought that perfecting, as you, French is my first language, perfecting my delivery or my communication skills in English would be certainly more, more helpful. So I stayed with Ebony and and I also found the family there. Yeah. So that's how I started with
0: those masters. And so it's amazing how many individuals go to the first club that they visit and they join. It's very important that individuals in our audience, Toastmasters or not, understand that they have the opportunity to go to as many clubs as they want until they find the club that is right for them. It doesn't necessarily have to mean the educational opportunities that may be offered at a club because it normally boils down to a feeling. What feels good to you, I think is the utmost, the most important thing that you have to recognize so that you're able to move forward, taking on a responsibility with a club that is right for you. I wondered, Marley, since you were living in Toronto for, I don't know how many years, but you were here definitely for a while, that I do know. And then moving to Ottawa, have you seen any differences between clubs that are in Toronto versus Ottawa, whether or not you join any clubs in Ottawa or visit when I moved back to
2: Ottawa, I remained a member of Ebony. So even though this was pre-pandemic, I was probably, almost definitely, the first remote or virtual club member of Ebony. So I still attended Ebony's meeting. I did attend a few other clubs meetings here. And not very often. Some were downtown Ottawa, so I was able to attend at lunchtime, but it became a bit tricky because of the work schedule. And so it didn't really work as, as well as I wanted to. The atmosphere of the club is still the same trademark atmosphere that I find in Toastmasters Club. It's friendly, it's welcoming people want to grow, people are often, they're there because they, they want to be there, they want to become better at communication, they want to become better at leadership, they want to grow in their work environment, they want to become better leaders in general. So that same trademark pattern, atmosphere that I found in all the clubs in in Toronto, I found in the clubs, the the two or three clubs I visited here, and they were French and English clubs. And some even met. So One was meeting at lunchtime, one was meeting in the evening, and the one that met in the evening went for coffee after Tim Hortons or a, a coffee shop somewhere to to chat. And what was interesting, and it was the same dynamic that I in Toronto, that members were varied in age, in in horizons, in career, but they were all there because they wanted to improve who they were as communicators and as leaders. So that I saw here as well.
1: So what I'm hearing then, though, Marley, is that there's a kind of branding for Toastmasters. So regardless of where you go, many things are similar, which is a good thing. Although we know definitely that clubs take on their own personalities and their Mm -hmm. own culture. Absolutely. My other question to you now is, what do you do for leisure? Because I know you're a busy woman, you're a lawyer, you're an entrepreneur, you do this, you do that. You're nearly as busy as I am, or perhaps busier
2: than I am. I don't so, think uh, I I don't think I can be as busy as you, Rita.
1: <laughs> tell us what you do for leisure. I go on Zooms,
2: I attend Zoom meetings for leisure. <laughs> what do you do for leisure? Recently, I've been doing a lot of that as well, but since... Uh, in the last two years, I would say that I've rediscovered some hobbies. So one that has always been and has not changed is reading. I love to read. I love to learn. And that I've been doing since I was a kid, when I was hiding as a kid, when my parents came to turn off the lights, I found a way to find light somewhere to continue reading regardless. So reading is definitely one of the things that I do in my leisure time. Photography as well. I like nature photography. I like the intricate details that you find in the in a leaf or in a flower or in in a bee that is on a flower or the pine nuts that fall on the ground and you see the little lines and I'm fascinated with nature photography. And I also like activities like physical activities that can help me keep my mind off things because I like to think a lot. So one one activity that I that I discovered a few years ago while I was traveling and that I really enjoyed that I was in in Jamaica a few years ago, was paddle boarding. So I've been able to do this here as well. Ottawa is a, is a wonderful city for people who l- like outdoor activities, and that's throughout the year, even in the middle of the winter at minus thirty. So paddle boarding is another activity that I really like, and once it will, I will feel comfortable enough to go and travel and discover other parts of the world so that I can eat the food in these countries, then I will do that again.
0: Thank you so much, Marley, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a conversation with us, for our listeners to Get to know you better as an individual, as a scholar, and as a Toastmaster. I hope that in the future, we will meet again, that in the future, we will have a yet another conversation with you to find out how are things going with paddle boarding, which seems to be a <laughs> a big thing with you. And I can tell you uh, sincerely that you and I could talk for hours about photography because I went to school for that. I learned a lot about it. I could, anything technical with photography, I truly under I just understand it. And so I, it would be, I could, I would be very comfortable having a conversation, even yet another podcast just about (laughs) photography for that matter.
2: I would be delighted to. Same here.
0: And I wish to say thank you again for for it in behalf of Rita and myself. And I wish you a great evening and we look forward to talking to you soon.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Both Thank of you, you are having
0: Thank a wonderful evening. evening. Thank you for listening to Speak Up. To discover upcoming podcasts, please go to wwwtoastmaster 6060com Under news and events, look for the District Sixty newsletter to locate the schedule.